0: Listening to the Fragile Egos Podcast. Brought to you by Riley Featherstone, Hugh Ferguson, and Alan Pennock. In this episode we meet James Arkansall and Harley Clark. So sit down, get comfy, and enjoy the show. Hello. 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 Oh my god. <laughs> It's just going to get worse every time.
1: At least this way, we are not talking over each other.
0: Mate, next, next episode, we're going to finish the podcast. We'll get to the end and then the outro music will finish and then it'll be Aled. Hello. Hello.
2: <laughs> I, won't, I
1: won't have said anything the entire episode. The <laughs> time. And then uh, I'll just say that at the end.
0: In this episode, we have uh, two brilliant guests. Uh, we have, first of all, we're going to start off with James Arkinstall. And then we're going to move on to Harvey Clark. In
1: this episode, you can expect everything ranging from creating your own work, writing, devising, Americans, fingers on lips, and a man in a skirt. So you should probably just stick around because that sounds real exciting. What do you think, Who? His mic's muted, that's why.
0: His mic's muted, yeah. Can you hear me? Oh, yep.
1: yeah.
3: I think that was a brilliantly concise version of what what was in this episode. What is in this episode to come? Yeah. Because this is at the start <laughs> of the episode and we're not recording it after the fact. Let's,
0: okay, let's go to the interview. <laughs> to James. To James. To James. <laughs> to, James. <laughs> to, James. <laughs> to James. Onward we go.
1: And we are joined here with Mr. James Arkinstall. How are you, James? I'm, I'm good. Thank you. I feel good. Thank you. How are you? <laughs> Great. I'm, I'm good. I'm good, mate. Um, how is
2: lockdown treating you? Um, quite well, actually. Do you know what's funny? I, I don't feel like I'm going mad, but that might be because I've already gone mad and I'm <laughs> Yeah, and that, I'm that might be it. I think Floyd should start playing. No, I'm fine. Thank you. Uh, yeah, no, I'm good. Hanging in there.
3: Okay. So, James, you're in year Group at UWTSD. Uh, can you please tell us what was your favourite module? this year
2: that distinction would have to go to touring which we did in the third year uh i i absolutely loved it uh i loved the what i found so exciting about it was the idea that we all just sat in a room with our director and there's something simultaneously terrifying but also very exciting when your director says right so um what show are we going to do uh all we had was a theme and a pretty vague theme. And, uh, and then a few weeks later, we had a show and took it on tour um, for a bunch of children, and I just found the whole experience um, highly rewarding and satisfying from start to finish.
3: So you and Alan are in the same group, right?
2: Yes, we were. Yeah. Can, can
3: you give us a basic synopsis of what your show was about?
2: Uh, so, um, uh, oh, God, uh, where do I start, Alan? Uh, so it was called Bon Voyage Bottoms. And it was about a a crew, a ragtag team crew of misfits and strange people, <laughs> and we were assigned a mission to go and save the universe from uh, an ancient force of darkness consuming everything. I, I can't tell if this is a good description or the worst description. It's ever. going pretty well, done. It's <laughs> very good. I was I was playing the captain of the ship, um, the timekeeper. And uh, Alad, you were a lemming, uh, a <laughs> scientist. <laughs> Eccentric is an understatement, but, uh, but um, yeah, I, I think that about sums it up.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. essentially. Yeah, the yeah. fact that it's just, uh, yeah, I was I was the timekeeper of all of the universe. Alad was a lemming. <laughs> <laughs> Yes,
2: yes. they'll fill in the gaps. I'm
0: sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's other stuff that happened. Like <laughs> it wasn't just like a guy meets a lemming, <laughs> and then there's and then there's some darkness. Yeah,
2: there was more happened. There was um, <laughs> there was a, an octopus monster. Wasn't there? Cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, there was. Um, a Ghost talk. nets. There was what? Ghost nets. Ghost nets. Yes um there was uh a, talk- a talking shit and um a lot of innuendos as well that could have it could have easily become a yeah. rated show and i think we should do it at some point an R-rated. Cover. You
0: know, we we found that with our um uh, me and Hugh were in the same uh touring group and we found that with our show not necessarily innuendos but like a lot of jokes for the teachers as well you know yeah. sort of like Yes, little hidden gems that they could laugh at, and like the kids could laugh at their th- stuff as well. Yes, yes,
1: exactly. Uh, that uh, that was actually—I don't think I'm going to say that. That was actually in my my feedback for that module was that um, some of the times when I was improvising stuff, it went too far <laughs> to that side of things. Yeah, and I had to be reminded that actually this is going to be for primary school kids. <laughs> yes. yeah, um, yeah, yeah.
0: What was what was the age range for your for your show?
2: It
1: was quite broad, wasn't it?
2: The age range, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, uh, it was sort of what five-year-olds, Zalad, and then upper limit like eleven, nine, ten-year-olds. Yeah. Probably
0: I yeah, because I was yeah, I was on the lower half and yours was on the higher.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I I was
3: thoroughly entertained by your show. So yeah, yours, yours well, is so you, good.
2: Man. Yeah, I. The thing I think I found that experience very refreshing because usually with a with a performance. With a process in a performance. I find the most exciting part, the the journey getting to the, the final um, version of what a show is. And then of course I enjoyed doing the show. But then it kind of stays at a certain level, you know, like with like with Rage, for example, just because that was the most one we did, you know. That was an exciting journey getting to that point. But then once we got there, there was no there wasn't much room more to sort of take it. And as there shouldn't have been. Mm-hmm. Um, but with with touring, it was constantly a, an evolving experience. You know, the the journey there was was only half of it because once we had the show, and um, the the beauty of touring was that it was a different environment, it was a different crowd. Oh my, oh my word! Just the yeah. way a crowd would change the the dynamic of it, and I mean, you guys can attest to it from from yeah. your touring group as well. And yeah. Aled, yeah, you know, um, uh, what was it? End of the first day, Kamal three hundreds. 300 kids no, that was that was in um there was a school in cardiff oh cardiff i said
1: come on yeah go. and you and you went into the because there was a pre-show bit wasn't there where you went out into the audience and like sat them down and like yeah. in rows and that sort of thing and um yeah you, we kind of peeked from behind the set to see where you were and you were in the middle of this mass of like 300 kids all going like
2: <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah, I thought I was gonna, you know, like reaching up for me, like The Walking Dead. At one point, I thought, I'm <laughs> in a minute, they're gonna pull me under. Um, no, and then, and then the next morning, we went to a school and we performed in front of thirty. <laughs> not even yeah. in a, not even in a, in like a, um, like a hall, just in a, like a classroom. We had to, because we used a truss for our set, we had to shorten it, uh, and there were just like thirty, 30 children there. And uh, I, I was always very grateful that we had such small crowds. Uh, it was a nice break for the vocal cords. Yeah. Uh, uh, I,
1: in that school, that smaller school you are on about, yeah. that was like, I got to be honest, the one time I made like a really bad mistake in the show, and I don't think anyone noticed what was it? because the set was so. Well, I think there was a moment after when when um, Max was traveling to the lighthouse. There was a part in our show. And I had to bring some steps on. And then I meant to hide behind a piece of set. But I went off stage. Yeah. Um, luckily, the back of our set was, um, was cloth. So <laughs> I had to lift up the cloth and like crawl oh, behind this piece of uh, set. And luckily, because it was so small and everything was pushed together, I yeah. managed to make it. If it was a bigger school, they'd have been like, why is that guy crawling on <laughs> Yeah.
0: So oh my- sort of like that, like um, we had to like at the start of our tour show, we were led under a sort of parachute that the kids would walk over. So like some of the kids noticed that there were people led under the shirt, uh, led, led under like a like a massive sheet. And they were like, what the hell are those? And like yeah. some people just didn't notice until like we started like standing up and they were like, or like not necessarily terrified, but like it was it was sort of a dark moment. <laughs> I,
1: I got to be honest, that that bit was scary when I watched it because that was in the show and it was like pitch black, and then suddenly these figures start rising from the sheet. I was like, oh no. uh,
2: just the, um, yeah, oh sorry, it's the um, it's the it's the wonder, isn't it? I mm. think that was that was the the most rewarding part for me. And uh, uh, despite the the crowd, whether they were roaring because there were so many, and we can continue the show, that happened a couple of times, didn't it, Alan? Uh, yeah, yeah. They, they brought the show to a standstill, and uh, I think that happened with you guys, didn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, or whether it's or whether it's just a tiny little crowd just being still and silent, and um, it's the it's the it's the reception you get from it because they're, they're 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 brilliant, I think. They are perhaps the best crowd, I would argue, because they are simultaneously um, difficult, very difficult in some ways, more so than adults. But at the same time, if you get it right, you know, if if they don't like you, they'll let you know, you know, yeah, yeah. and so that they're honest in that way. But if they do like you, they will let you they give a lot back.
0: It was a massive learning experience, wasn't it? Like sort of, I don't know about you, but I've never performed in front of like an audience of children, essentially. and the amount of improv that like sometimes was needed was it, was, it was just such a learning experience in that sense. You know what I
2: mean? I, I totally agree. It was a learning experience for, for me too. Yeah. And uh, got a lot from it. Probably my favorite example was um, when we we went to a school and um, there was, after we finished the show, we took some questions from the audience always. And there was this, Alex, there, there was this child on the side, wasn't there? And he put yeah. his hand up. And uh, he presumed to, uh, I, I assume he had some form of uh, autism or something like that. And he then, I, I pointed to him and he then presumed to start explaining how our ship worked. <laughs> and at first, <laughs> at first, I was so scared because I thought, oh no, he's going he's to rip this apart with his logic, isn't he? And he's going <laughs> down into the real world and we're going to be standing there going, ah! Yeah, uh, no, that's not how it worked. But then, about halfway through, obviously, I wouldn't have said that. I wouldn't have just said, uh, "No, you're wrong." Shut up. <laughs> uh, but then, about halfway through, I realised he was actually siding with us. He was saying, "Oh, yeah. it's uranium and plutonium, and it's a radioactive reaction." I'm like, yes, <laughs> that, that's
0: <laughs> that is exactly it. Yes,
1: he was brilliant. He was one of the highlights of the tour for me. Just with like, if he was in the room, like rehearsing with us our show would have made way more sense. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
0: So speaking to different people throughout these interviews, of course, uh, we've realised that certain people are going into different directions after uni. So um, what are you, uh, what's your sort of plans as, you know, we're we're able to come through lockdown and move forward?
2: Yes, um, going to Cardiff is the plan at the moment and pursuing acting in general still is also the plan. uh, As long as I do more of this stuff that I've just loved doing the past three years, then I'll be happy. Uh, if I had to do um, something a bit more specific, I'd love to do more more devising. You know, in in whatever form that will that will take. You know, obviously it goes beyond just um, children's theatre. Even though I'd love to do that again someday, but uh, just devising in general, I think that's um, that's a process that I find the most sort of invigorating. If I had to, to pick a word, if that makes sense yeah um, yeah I, I think I'd like to do do more of that and get more involved in that
0: had you um before before touring um and devising a children's show had you i mean excluding obviously we did the first year show which was devised had you done anything of that sort of type of work like devised
2: uh ooh. yes we uh absurd of course which we, which we all know about uh that was sort of was that my my first sort of proper go with it for a a module I think that was yeah we had done clowning in second year with um the fantastic Hannah McPake for two days I think that was my first first go with it I think um so yeah I'd only really gotten into it yeah no we got into it in the second year a little bit but got into it properly in third year but before that no I hadn't done any of that now, obviously, devising can be
1: uh, quite funny at times—not
2: always—but
1: um, you are naturally quite a funny guy, I think. Um, yeah, I think this was highlighted mainly in um, the stand-up comedy module, in which in which you did a routine that. Uh, well, can you explain it? Because I'm I'm still unsure as to where your thought process was. Um, with that. The simple answer
2: is no. I can't really explain it, but I will certainly try. Um. But, oh, oh Lord, where do I start? Um, so uh, Jesus was my inspiration. Um, <laughs> I think that about sums it up. Um, no comment on the <laughs> <laughs> So, okay. Um, oh, wow. I'd never done that before. Speaking of not doing things before, I had never done a comedy stand-up before. <laughs> um, actually, none of us in our year group had, had we? So it was new territory for all of us. So I felt a bit less terrified knowing that I wasn't the only one that was a a complete newbie to it. Uh, I really had no idea what I was doing. Um, uh, I think it just sort of forced me to um, sink to the kind of strangest parts of my personality. And uh, only through that was I able to create something semi-competent, I think. Um, That's when I had the long Jesus hair and I thought, I'll use this. I'll dress all in white, like a messiah. And um, I thought... Do you know what? About halfway through, this was the peak of my insanity, I thought, you know what? I own a guitar. I can't really play it. And I can't sing. I'm going to do a song. That sounds like a fantastic <laughs> plan. Uh, so I, I wrote a song. Originally, it was going to be about flat earthers, because God bless flat earthers, the most, perhaps the most beautiful creatures on the planet. Um and then that just wasn't working. So then I converted it into a song about space. Um, and that became a a thing that happened.
1: But and, um, it was, it was, it was genuinely like some sort of David Bowie parody song. Oh, it was brilliant. The, fir- the first time we heard it, we were like, What the hell is this? This is brilliant. Because yeah. like it was just you dressed all in white with this guitar singing like David Bowie, and it oh. It is a personal highlight
0: of mine. James, honest question. Do you remember the song? Uh, bits of it. Because if you do, or you have it written down somewhere, it would be just, I, I'd love to like record it and like produce it and actually release it as a thing. Like, that would <laughs> yeah. just be a pleasure. <laughs> I could,
2: I, could I, I have recordings of it, of the lyrics.
0: Yeah. Make it a plan when we move to I, I, I could do it. <laughs> I don't have the Jesus hair. That's fine. No, I th- I think your comedy set was a literal, uh, like expression of you. Just like yeah. craziness, you took us on a journey from Jesus times to space. Like it was just everything all combined. It was just you in a. It was perfect.
2: Thank you. Uh, I yeah, it took people somewhere. I think it took me to a place equivalent to that of psychedelic drugs, probably. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't need to take them. i have already, I've already simulated it for myself. So, um, yeah, no. Well, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed. I enjoyed it as well. Uh, as nerve wracking as it was. Uh, oh Lord! When I uh, first two rehearsal runs, I forgot what I was doing, didn't I? And I did a dance. Yeah. Yeah, remember, yeah, Did
0: you? It felt like two minutes. You were just dancing.
2: Two minutes. That's generous for me. It felt like two eons. Um Yeah, yeah oh, a long time. So it's, it's a horrible feeling. Isn't it?
1: So we just mentioned uh, one of our personal favorite moments, including you at uni. Now, what is one of your favorite moments from
2: being at UWT? I'm glad I have had time to think about it. Uh, and you'll be happy to know, I still haven't really come up with a solid answer. Um, <laughs> it's it's got to be, I'm thinking, it's totally random, but um, the night I went out and I was dressed in a skirt was pretty good. Uh, it was a, It was a night out. To the to the SU and um it wasn't it was it wasn't anything particularly special. It was just the vibe was good. Uh I really enjoyed it. Oh wow was it, was it a
0: specific occasion or was it just yeah you know what? Dress
2: up. Yeah no it wasn't no I think it was just it was a dress up night. Uh, it was a school themed night. Right,
0: okay, cool. I didn't
2: have anything to go in. Um, and then just a couple of people suggested to me we could wear a skirt and I thought I'm not wearing a skirt asked me after half a bottle of wine and half a bottle of wine later they asked me again and I said, Well yes, of course. Why would I have a <laughs> um, Yeah, no, it was totally random, but it was just really good. Um, yeah, three years of, of of good education and his mind goes straight to the the night out.
0: James, you are the only person that I know that drinks shots of wine. Yeah. No, well
2: I had to put the Game of Thrones shot glasses to good use.
0: <laughs> okay. To end this up, then uh, would you like to would you like to promote any of your social medias, uh, Twitter, etc. Uh,
2: yes, yes, I would. I, I have a um, uh, uh, Twitter is at James Seven. I also have at James Four. Ignore that. Um, I, I I'm following that account somehow as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was just that was when I first got Twitter, uh, and it was just it's a it's a bad account, and I I got.
0: So, ignore four and go for seven. That's the one. Good advice. Yes. <laughs> thank you very much for coming onto the podcast, James.
2: Uh, thank you very much for having me.
0: Thank you so much to James Arkinstall for coming onto the podcast. Don't forget to uh, check out his social medias um, and give him a quick follow.
3: So, if you like that interview, just to let you know there's more to come, but also, uh, you should probably like r- leave like a rate, like a like a little, you know, little review, five stars saying how much you love the podcast, because <laughs> that would really mean a lot to us. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You sound yeah. uncertain about that, but yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Let's,
1: let's, I'm uh, deadly serious.
0: <laughs> and if you do, if you are enjoying it, don't, uh, don't forget to subscribe as well, because uh, you'll be notified every time we release a new episode. So that's, uh, that'll be awesome.
3: So how have you... You've all been keeping yourself occupied during these uncertain times, as everyone keeps saying. I'm sick of that phrase. I know. I'm so sick of that phrase. These These uncertain times. Oh, give it a rest.
1: The other one is, hope everyone's doing good in these crazy times.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. crazy days. It's crazy Crazy, days, man. Crazy days.
1: Well, for me, they're not so crazy.
0: Pretty mundane, (laughs) are they? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You sat
0: there in in your Swansea shirt. Hoping to, you're just yeah. like,
1: <laughs> hey, but no, that's a good point because football's coming back. I'm not going to get into it, but that'll keep me entertained for a bit towards the end of this. But no,
3: yeah, 90 minutes at a time for like once a week, that'd be great.
1: Well, no, the, the, I'll watch if i not just watch Swansea, I'll watch other matches. But uh, I, I've rewatched um, The Office for probably the third time, so that's me keeping me going. I'm currently, uh, me and my girlfriend are watching um, all the Marvel movies. Every night we watch a new one, and tonight... Every we'll, night? Yeah, we watch one every night. Damn, every, whenever, We make time every night at, like, 7 o'clock.
3: Amelia and I are on season 5 of Glee. I'm pretty, it's, it's it's very stressful to watch.
0: Do you like online video call or something as you're watching TV? Yeah. Yeah. Do you actually...
1: You um you've reached the turning point in in Glee now where it goes. Uh, kinda... I
3: reached the turning point long ago, my friend. Season three, and then it's downhill from here. The whole New York storyline is like a lot to take in.
1: But that's the thing is that like from then on, you can tell they're just doing it because it's like a hit. Do you know what I mean? Like they, yeah. they could have killed the series off. Like it's the same with The Office. I got to be honest. As soon as uh, I'm not spoilers. But season seven should have been like last season, but then the last two seasons. Yeah. I, it goes, I do,
3: I, I do enjoy the last ones. Yeah,
1: it goes into unknown territory then. So yeah, like
3: like, like when the like spoilers when the fly on the wall documentary comes out, I really enjoy that like aspect yeah, of good. it. Like it's very, yeah. it's refreshing, and I do enjoy Robert California. He makes me laugh. That's a good. Yeah. He's a good character. But like expand how else i'm interested in you my friend what else Um, have you been doing
1: well i i've I've bought an adult coloring book i'm gonna go get it right
3: (laughs) we've
0: (laughs) we've literally just we've just graduated university we've literally completed a third three years of a ba course with honors and he's just an adult coloring book
3: you know when he says adult coloring book does he mean like an explicit
1: one? oh no oh uh, be, okay, yeah, oh okay, no.
0: <laughs> yeah
1: no it's 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 a DC it's it's a DC comics one because oh. I couldn't I couldn't um get I, I actually bought an office colouring book believe it or not and it didn't arrive that's
3: colouring book it didn't arrive yeah
1: no I had to because they thought it was too weird no I'm joking they just didn't arrive so I got a refund office. so I got a DC one okay. there's Batman yeah did you colour that in yeah, I coloured that in, Riley. Look at that. Did you? <laughs> yeah. That's really good. Thanks. It almost um, looks like if, the cover of the book. See if I find another
3: one. <laughs> Show us one you've done, and then we'll describe it because I because don't think this, this part. Yeah, this is not going out on video, is it? No. Okay, so, so you that's... didn't. So if you're listening, you won't have seen me swat away a, a fly that's in my room. Show <laughs> it, to, uh, it to us. Show it to us. I can't see a you problem. You,
0: you've really coloured in the lines there, Ahmed.
3: I think that's really good, darling. Don't listen to Riley. What? I said he coloured in the lines. That's... Oh, I thought you were saying, like, yeah, you colour, You meant to stay inside the lines.
1: No, no. no, but no, no. To describe it, it's, <laughs> it's a Superman comic book cover. And mm-hmm. um, Superman is crushing some kryptonite. And there's, his veins have turned green. Um, oh,
3: it's infecting him and thus making him weaker. Are you using pencils yeah. or pens?
1: Pencils. I'm still a novice.
3: Okay, I I've, I I do the same. I I do I do enjoy a good coloring book. But um I've graduated to pens now, fine liners. Oh I fi- I feel there's more, wow. you know, there's more of a thrill, there's more of a risk to it, you know <laughs> what I mean?
1: <laughs> you um you're more artistic than me though because you do like spray painting and that sort of thing. Not vandalism, but
3: no authorized spray painting. Just yeah. just
0: on your on the front of your house. Yeah, yeah.
3: I just I just spray-paint El Barto on the front of my house. I just love <laughs> The Simpsons. You know, I love that part of The Simpsons, where it's like, Homer and Bart drive past an El Barto spray-painted on a wall, and then Homer's like, will we ever find out who El Barto is? <laughs>
0: You could tell that you watched Simpsons when you were younger because, like, <laughs> I think that's, like, the second or third time you've referenced it in this I I love the series. Simpsons.
3: I'm re I'm yeah. rewatching all of them. All all over 1,000 episodes. <laughs> yeah, I'm
0: watching that's them all. insane. They're, well, I'm not, I'm,
1: they're all on, um... I think people Disney are Plus. doing that. They're all on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, so people yeah. are actually binge-watching the Simpsons. I was like, that's one of the series you, like, genuinely can't get through, like, to binge. Oh, yeah,
3: I think it would take so you long. at least, like, yeah...
1: About four like, years to get through. Isn't it like twenty-five years old,
3: The Simpsons? Oh, it's more no. than that. I think it's about thirty. I not it? Yeah, Nin- nineteen eighty-eight. If I'm, if I'm correct, leave leave a review saying if I'm correct, and if I even
0: if I'm not, give him five stars. A, yeah, five effort. stars if he's wrong. No, it, the, people are going to review say one star. You've got it wrong.
3: Yeah, but don't leave
1: one star. Leave five. <laughs> leave five for effort.
3: Yeah. Okay.
0: What have you? What have, what have you been doing? Um, nothing really. No, we've I don't know we've we've graduated, so there's not really much to do. I'm kind of um, I've been writing some music, um, mm. practicing my music production skills, abilities. I've been I've been learning voiceover. Um, so I thought you know be productive with my time in lockdown and learn a new skill that could possibly get me hired. Um, so mm. been um, learning how to do voiceover,
1: but no, no colouring in. No. Right. No. <laughs> well, there we are. So, what, what, what <sighs> type of oh, music? Sorry.
3: What type of music have you been making?
0: Well, it's a sort of you know, it's a, it's an, a new genre. Genre is
3: it jazz? You just like smack it's in the keyboard.
1: Yeah, yeah, Honest, no,
0: honestly, I I could not tell you what genre it is. I just kind of make whatever, and it, it is what it is. It's <laughs> honestly, it's,
1: it's scar fused with. Um, coal metal, hair metal,
0: um, a, mi- a mixture of like electronic and <laughs> acoustic stuff. But yeah, like lo-fi and homework, hip hop,
3: <laughs> <laughs> lo-fi beats live stream. Are you going to add to that?
0: Lo-fi send you to sleep homework, uh, <laughs> playlist. Yeah. <laughs> what have you been up to, Hugh? I don't know. What have I been up to? What have you been um, up to, Hugh? So,
3: <laughs> What have I been up to? Um, that, that would be a segment. What's Hugh been up to? I, I don't uh, think
1: it's no, I don't think I, no, uh,
3: yeah. I I I used to have a thought. Have no you one
0: been up to
3: <laughs> Yeah. Hey Um No one steal this if you're listening because I will find out. Um I I used to think that starting an Instagram segment where I would tom along that song. So like <laughs> oh, Blink Will Eighty Two. And like, I'd get people to like leave a comment, like, I'll send me a DM saying like a random song, and I'd find the lyrics and then make it sound like Tom DeLong from singing it. <laughs> but like, give me a give me a song.
1: Riley, what's one of
0: your songs? Do <laughs> uh, Adele, hello.
3: Hello, from the other side.
1: <laughs> is, yeah. that,
3: is that the right words?
1: yeah I'm not sure it's the right melody but
3: no but that's Tom DeLonge isn't it he's, he's a punk pop punk icon from the other Fair side love. do you know what Tom DeLonge says when his dog goes missing in the garden <laughs> where are you <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay let's continue with the, the rest of the episode who've we got coming up next is that a
1: question? Oh, is that an open <laughs> question, or is that just Yeah, it's not
3: Just like um...
1: <laughs> no, it's it's Mister Harvey Clark.
3: Okay. Oh, oh, w- welcome back. But it seems we're we're missing a a, f- a fragile ego. Oh,
0: hey guys. Sorry. Sorry.
3: Oh, well, that was a really funny bet, actually. Right. The,
0: <laughs> the, pay, the payoff. How the funny pay, was that? The payoff that was of so that, funny. Right? That wasn't <laughs> funny.
1: Well, that was just to show how long Riley's cable is for his headphones. Like, it's excessively long. That like, he can yeah. go out of the room and still hear us. Right, so, guys, yeah. we
3: have a guest. We do.
1: Do we? <laughs> yeah, it's
4: me.
3: Uh, yeah, Alan's back.
4: <laughs> yeah. Hey,
0: do you want to introduce yourself, Harvey? Uh,
4: yeah. Um, hi, I'm Harvey Nathan and John Clark. I am an actor, a writer, and a maker.
3: Ooh. Nah, nah. Ooh. Beautifully put. <laughs> but, yeah, that's great. That's the most succinct description I think someone's given of themselves. Yeah. I
4: practiced like seven times in the mirror. <laughs> <so you know. laughs>
0: Waiting all day for this.
1: Okay. So Harvey is, of course, um, one of the third years from UWTSD that was in our year group. Um, Harvey, do you perhaps have a favorite module? It's sort of become a running theme on this. We ask everyone their favorite module. So do you have one?
4: I do perhaps have a favorite module. Um, (laughs) I think looking back, probably the Shakespeare module. Mm. Um, The thing with the Shakespeare module is typically I'm someone who doesn't really enjoy shakespeare as much because i feel there's was a really despian like elitist vibe to it but, like <laughs> when we did it there was a whole playing field of kind of the more realistic undertones of it mm-hmm. but at the same time i got to make an absolute ass of myself <laughs> on purpose <laughs> uh i don't know if you guys remember but i did uh Monologue from uh, Midsummer Night's Dream playing Bottom. Oh, yeah. Sweet yeah, Moon, yeah. thank you for your sunny beams. <laughs> and I just had an like, absolute blast doing that. Yeah. I think also the reason I would say that's my favorite module is looking back throughout the whole experience we've had at uni, that one probably stands out the most because it was kind of at the cusp of. Like when we were maturing as actors, I think. Because mm-hmm. first, year, first year was very uh, concise. Um, we learned a lot there. But at the same time, we were still making the big steps.
0: It was having fun, end, wasn't it? Yeah.
4: yeah. Like at the end of second year, that was when... Like this is real now. We've got our third year show and then we're graduating. So that was that point of like celebration and enjoyment and teamwork all together mm. in this very heightened language heightened uh, physicality setting I think it was just a really enjoyable moment for me and yeah. hopefully
0: everyone else I completely agree with that
3: yeah definitely and shout out to James Scanner as well if he if, he listens,
0: if he's listening
3: <laughs> yeah I think that I think that was a very enjoyable module as well because uh, yeah. you know, like I think we started that just coming to the end of like the longest term that we'd had over the last over mm-hmm. the three mm-hmm. years so everyone was tiring and then to have that like energy injection that was that was yeah. a lot of fun so yeah
0: i like i don't know about uh you house but i'd i don't, i didn't one shakespeare play like when i was like young i did it for like sh- mm. uh, shakespeare for schools i don't know if you've you heard of that
4: yeah uh, we did shakespeare back in gcse english yeah. so yeah mm. but then
0: that like that was obviously like you know when i was younger so then actually being able to do it like for you know as a A matured actor is like oh no, totally like
4: you. You can't read Shakespeare. You've got to see it. You've got to do it. You can't just look at the text. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Moving on from that, then you. you (laughs) 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 Furthermore,
4: segueing on. (laughs) I do love a good segue. Riley loves
3: Riley loves a
4: segue.
1: Riley loves
0: Talking my... about segues, here's our sponsor. Sorry. <laughs>
4: Riley. Riley
1: is Riley's the human embodiment of like, you know, one of those side swipes in a sit
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm the balloons in Ballamore. <laughs> yeah, if Riley had
3: a sound would be boo da boo da boo.
0: Lovely, thank you.
3: So have you had the great opportunity to uh do study abroad as well, but you went to somewhere else other than California, didn't you?
4: I did. I went to UNCG Greensboro in North Carolina.
3: Nice. What, what was that like? What was that experience?
4: I, I think I'll start off by saying kind of what I've said to everyone else, that for me, America was kind of like a fever dream. <laughs> it's like, because I went alone, um, Like uh, there was Amelia, uh, Charlotte, and Meg, who all went to California, of course. But the fact that I was on my own kind of there, It was very much like all the experiences which I had there are uniformly solidified just to me. So it's Mm -hmm. like, I don't have something where I'm like, oh, I remember doing this with such and such. And that's why I think I would describe it as a fever dream because I remember landing in Manchester Airport and I'm like, wasn't I just here, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I think overall, like the experience as a whole was... Uh, you, you'll get a lot from people who travel. They they say it's very much the expanding of your worldview, your horizons, things like that. And I think that's very true. Um, and like American acting compared to like British acting uh, uh, rhetoric is so different. I think mm. like I think um, there was a time when I was assistant directing at a at a, a theatre company called Triad Stage in Greensboro, and one of the directors there. I told her it's like. Uh, You're you're so nice. You're just so nice. And she's like, I'm not. But why do you think that? And I'm like, well, probably because I've uh, had British directors. (laughs) (laughs) And that's not anything against the British acting scene because I think that we're just, we're very straightforward. We don't hold anything back. Whereas I think uh, in America, they're a bit more... uh, sensitive to how they should address things um so that was very interesting to see yeah mm-hmm.
0: we briefly talked about the difference between um sort of uh training in uh the uk in comparison to canada with rasheen in our last episode so yeah it's it's, it's definitely seems to be some sort of difference what uh what like modules did, did you have modules when you were over there or yes all... uh
4: i took four modules uh 12 credit hours I took uh, Acting for Camera with Michael Fannery, uh, whose prime bit of information everyone told me about him was that he had a cameo in Forrest Gump. <laughs> um, I took uh, Stage Dialects with uh, Emily Reader. Uh, she was a, a voice uh, coach, um, dialect coach rather, and we did all sorts of things. I felt I had an unfair advantage coming into that. <laughs> because we started out doing accents from the British Isles. <laughs> so, um, so it's almost like, even though I was a student, it also felt like sometimes um, Emily was asking me, like, is this right kind of thing? <laughs> it's like she was fully trained and fully aware. Yeah. Um, so like it wasn't often like that, but like sometimes it was like, how do you explain a chav to Americans? It's just, it's, <laughs> it's not a thing you do. <laughs> yeah definitely yeah and then um, I'll, I'll just I will, I will uh, say the other modules I did but just while I'm on this topic it's like um, well they were all doing uh, the British accents we did RP and of course um, with RP um, Emily was saying to the class like you need to speak in in the front of your mouth like almost like you're holding up your finger and you're being like hello Mr. Finger <laughs> and that's something they actually did and like there were, there were key phrases like hot copper pot you could get into it. And then it comes around to us doing American accents. And I'm there. And I'm like, uh, Harvey, you've got to do a New York accent. And I'm like, how, how am I going to get into a New York, New York accent? And I'm like, I'm Christopher Walken here. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I felt ridiculous. And I said that. But I was told, why do you feel ridiculous when you've just spent three months watching us all speak to our index fingers and talk about hot copper pots
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah definitely
4: if p if like
1: muggles could see what it's like in like a rehearsal room or like being like in an acting class they think you're like it's very off-putting like you just see people talking to their fingers or like walking around the space i know that's like an obvious one like to do in like a rehearsal room but walking around the space um and like try not to bump each other. Remember,
3: keep eye contact with yeah
1: and, and then it's like smile at everyone who passes and you just it <laughs> is
4: a bit, isn't it? <laughs> I also did a directing with uh, Sarah Hankins. Um, she she was one who actually um sort of helped me get towards uh, doing that assistant directing job. Um, Sarah, she's a really, really lovely lady. Um, like I think. Hearing about the American style of directing and the way that it's from behind the scenes, seems kind of highlighted the differences to me. Because there's a lot of um, stuff that Sarah talked about, how like language is very important. It's like rather than telling an actor you should do this, it's like I would encourage that you could fulfill this line of inquiry. Sort of thing. <laughs> it's like that's that's way too highfalutin, but you get the idea. Whereas like. There was this whole kind of otherworldly narrative to it. And I, I probably enjoyed it, but it was very strange. Very strange. And then the last module I did was playwriting, um, which you could use as a segue in a minute. But um, <laughs> oh, playwriting was very fun. Um, we essentially just wrote very short scripts and came in every other week and read that was a short version of it mm-hmm. but at the same time it's very um it was very refreshing as a module especially like as a writer here because i feel um like oh of course uh, writing wasn't a big part of it obviously we did it in tv and radio so the fact that like every other week you were writing a piece of script and then the next week you are having it read by other people in the room was very I feel fulfilling is a rather selfish term, but it was very fulfilling to like hear your own work back and like get feedback on it, like so you know and you can expand on it. And I think that was a very beneficial thing.
0: Yeah, and then if if you're you know if you were, you know writing every other week and then you're getting feedback from what you're doing, you you can constantly kind of improving with what you're doing. Then I guess.
4: Oh, exactly. And there were times where it was like I have I have three days left until I've got to turn up with some writing. What the hell am I going to write about? And it's it's kind of those moments which make you write some of the best stuff, I think, because you're latching on to so many good ideas and you don't have time to like consider, oh, is this good? Is this bad? you just like, I'll write this. If it's terrible, I'll throw it away. And if it's not, I'll keep it.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah. That like kind of getting rid of that sort of kind of ignoring your creative block and just kind of writing whatever comes to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I don't claim to be the best writer in the world at all. I've tried writing a few times, and <laughs> it's not my thing.
3: You did claim to be the best writer in the world earlier.
0: Oh, sh- 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 come on, <laughs> you stop. <laughs> 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 so going on from that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're to- uh, talking about writing um, and experience with that in America. Is that something that you uh, want to do more after after graduating? now?
4: I think so. Yeah, like definitely. It's one of the avenues I want to pursue. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I try and think of myself as a person, not just a performer, as kind of a jack of all trades kind of thing. Like, I like being involved in every different kind of avenue that I can be. Um, that is one of the reasons why I took so many different modules in the US, for example, because even though I hadn't necessarily been enamored by directing before, I thought, this is something which it is very important i think to develop the skill in because entering the theater world i the theater world the I don't know, the theatrical sphere <laughs> it's like you want to have as many skills available to you as possible because i think that makes you it makes you an easy hire kind of thing and writing is definitely one of those things i want to go into it's just, I think that the things I write about, I need to find an audience for it because I really like writing a mix of absurdist and naturalist uh, philosophies. There's a play I've been working on for a while, which is called The Line, and not to go into any of the internals uh, synopsis behind it, but essentially it's just four friends stood in a line waiting to walk through a door. And it's very bizarre, but I think Trying to bring in the narrative to it is key. Like I enjoy following ideas which seem bizarre, but making it a normality kind of thing. I think there is an audience for that, but I think it is currently in the theatre world it is smaller than possibly anticipated. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Obviously, I would like to go and do stage work. I mean, I've been I've been doing three years of it now, Mm. so. But also, again, like I did um, acting for camera in America because I want to have that under my belt as well. Yeah, like I think it's a matter of picking up all these small experiences from everywhere. Like uh, back at the start of second year, when we had performance industry, and we did clowning with Hannah McPake and puppetry with Jake Lindsay, and we all sort of brought these skills together in relatively knowledgeable nuggets that we could hopefully then move forward with. And I think that is the gist of what I want to go forward with. Like I want to, uh, get a more decent microphone, possibly do some soundproofing in my room, set up a kind of quid pro quo home studio kind of thing just so I can get some work done here, but I can also look outside of my window as I'm doing right now and, uh, experience rest of the world. Like I think where I am is also a very good thing. Um, like, uh, being so close to Manchester like I live like 10 minutes away from a tram stop. I can walk to that and then boom, you've got Media City, you've got Central Manchester, you've got uh, uh, Bury, you've got several places around.
0: Yeah, it. especially especially with like TV work. I mean, Media City is obviously mm. known for a lot of TV work. So yeah, it's, it's a good opportunity. Exactly.
4: So I think the question more about what I'm doing after graduation is I want to kind of cement myself here because I have spent uh, three years in Wales Um, and although I love Wales, it's not easy for me to just pick myself up from where I am right now and go there. Mm -hmm. I think like cementing myself here now uh, is going to be a challenge because I'm going to have to make new contacts. I'm going to have to, uh, expand my repertoire even more than I already have made attempts to. But I think that is kind of the direction I'm going in.
1: So Harvey, we have looked forward to after graduation. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to look back. We're asking everyone the same question: If you, yeah, that was good. I'm proud of myself. Good for that. With yeah, that was good. If you could pick out one moment, um, your favorite moment from your time in UWTSD, like I say, it could be academic or not. If
4: you had to pick one moment to relive, what would that be? Oh God, Th- there are just so many. I think, like, I, I will answer the question. I-, I do have one in mind. <laughs> But it's just like we have spent three years together, and I have—I think I have a quite a good memory. And so, like, there's so many little details I remember. Like, I remember us all in one of the rehearsal studios. I think James and uh, James and Dan were dueling with wooden sticks as I followed them around with my phone playing Duel of the Fates. <laughs> it's just like tons of like tons of like silly things, lots of like human things and moments. I think I'll definitely remember like with fondness, not just for moment itself but for people I was with but I think if I could pick one moment it would be jumping back to when I was talking about Shakespeare it would be during my bottom monologue because as I mentioned I was doing the monologue sweet moon I thank thee for thy sunny beams and I had a red t-shirt which I was intending to use as uh Fisbee's <laughs> piece of clothing I put it under my chair during one of the uh, times we were all uh, rehearsing together we're all showing our work back and i thought to myself when i was sat down i thought i could just forget this and use my vest my waistcoat and throw that on the floor instead and i'm like now that's a silly idea i shouldn't do that it's it's too late in the day can't do it so i stand up i i in position i'm like ah yes and then it comes to a part where i'm like thy mantle good i turn around I've bloody forgotten the thing <laughs> I've, I've forgotten the thing so I'm like huh okay so I just throw my waistcoat off and I'm like what's this <laughs> and it's just like I, I just remember everyone laughing not to toot my own horn but I just remember putting the room in stitches with that and I think yeah. for me that was like one of my proudest and best moments <laughs> yeah
0: that was definitely a very very funny moment that that monologue just in general is such a good one yeah to, to do
3: was, was it was it in rehearsal that you cut yourself doing the
2: monologue
4: yes i because <laughs> i had the i had a like a swiss army utensil where it was a spoon and a knife and i was like out sword and it was a spoon um so i switched it to the knife and i was like sword and, spoon. <laughs> and then accidentally one time i snipped my farm it wasn't very bad but uh
0: yeah uh, i'm so su- i'm surprised that your favorite memory isn't in, in in first year in uh <laughs>
4: do you guys know the- yeah. <laughs> do, oh you- uh i I, I knew this was coming i knew this was coming i i listened to the podcast with Amelia, and yeah. i was like is this going to come back
0: <laughs> if uh if you haven't listened to the podcast with Amelia ryan go back to that one i think it's episode four and listen to that one too yes
4: yeah. <laughs> oh you absolutely should yeah I think the nicest thing that Amelia said was that I had a Mancunian accent. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, because I'm I'm filling out uh, uh, forms now. I'm filling out my, what do I want to call it? Uh, Resume. And it's like, what accents do you have? And I'm like, I want to put down Mancunian, but no one will believe me. <laughs> no, I,
0: yeah, I think you'll be fine. You, you're definitely, yeah, you're, you're definitely yeah. Mancunian. You can definitely say that. Yeah. So uh, thank you so much, Harvey, anyway, for coming onto the podcast.
3: Oh, well,
4: thank you guys so but much.
3: Before you go, do you want to plug some of your socials for us too?
4: I would love to. Uh, you can follow me at HNJClark on Twitter. That's Clark with an E. Um <laughs> And you can follow me at the Harvey Clark on Instagram with no spaces. Awesome.
0: Okay. Thank you very thank much, you. Harvey, for coming on the podcast. Uh, thank us. you so much, guys. Thank you. Harvey. Bye-bye. So thank you so much to both James Arkenstall and Harvey Clark. Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast as much as we definitely did, uh, don't forget to subscribe uh, and leave us a review. Uh, You can also follow us on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, at Fragile Egos Pod. So thank you for coming and listening. And remember,
3: leave a five-star rate and a brilliant review. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Bye. 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 Bye.